Where do you feel most at home? In your home? In your job? In your church? On the golf course? At the ocean? In the mountains? Think about home today as we look at a passage from the Old Testament, 2 Samuel chapter 7, verses 1 through 11, and then verse 16 in the message version, for our devotional today called A Home for the Lord. I pray this finds you well. I'm Pastor Adi Valverde. I'm your host, and uh, I am now sharing with you the passage for today. Hear now the word of God, verse 1. Before long, the king made himself at home. This is David we're talking about. And God gave him peace from all his enemies. Then one day King David said to Nathan the prophet, Look at this. Here I am, comfortable in a luxurious house of cedar, and the chest of God sits in a plain tent. Nathan told the king, Whatever it is on your heart, go and do it. God is with you. But that night the word of God came to Nathan, saying, Go and tell my servant David. This is God's word on the matter. You're going to build a house for me to live in? Why, I haven't lived in a house from the time I brought the children of Israel up from Egypt till now. All that time I've moved about with nothing but a tent. And in all my travels with Israel, did I ever say to any of the leaders I commanded to shepherd Israel, why haven't you built me a house of cedar? So here is what you are to tell my servant David. The God of the angel armies has this word for you. I took you from the pasture, tagging along after sheep, and made you prince over my people Israel. I was with you everywhere you went and mowed your enemies down before you. Now I'm making you famous to be ranked with the great names on earth, and I'm going to set aside a place for my people Israel and plant them there so they'll have their own home and not be knocked around anymore. Nor will evil men afflict you as they always have, even during the days I set judges over my people, Israel. Finally, I'm going to give you peace from all your enemies. Your family and your kingdom are permanently secured. I'm keeping my eye on them, and your royal throne will always be there, rock solid. This is the word of God for the people of God, and we say thanks be to God. Well, a good and blessed Wednesday to you all, Concafe family, and to you, dear listener. I pray this finds you well, safe, and blessed, and ready to face the day and the challenges and opportunities that you face or as they come your way. I ask again prayers for my dear friend, the Reverend Rob Clopton, who is in severe, severe pain. Uh, I pray God grant him relief from this pain and whatever healing may come his way during this battle with cancer. Rob, you will remember, is battling cancer, and we pray for his well-being and comfort. And We pray that God bless Sandra and their family with peace and comfort during these difficult days. Also, I shared that uh, the Reverend Mike Alpert was undergoing a heart procedure. Well, he underwent a successful, praise God, heart stint and is recovering well. Uh, thanks to the Lord and uh, prayers for his recovery and prayers for one another and for any and all who may need God's special blessing during these days. Prayers, again, one for the other and prayers for ourselves as well. Very important. Prayers is part of our breathing. Prayer is part of our lifeblood. So don't 
take it for granted use it and bless yourself and bless others as we look at this passage you sometimes think during the day you know i'd rather be back in my house or in my home i do <laughs> i like my home i have my spot in my house that i enjoy I have people in my house that I love and enjoy very much, and I welcome those that I love and enjoy to visit me at my house. And we thank God we have those places we call our home, where we feel at peace and safe and secure away from the demands and the hustle and bustle of daily life. And in my new line of work, I dislike hearing, well, I guess I could be homeless and have health insurance knowing they really don't mean that, but it seems like that's the only option they have. And it does illustrate in a very painful way to me the difficult position where some people find themselves. The latest was just today, a single mom, and this is being recorded on Tuesday. A single mom with a four-year-old daughter who said it's either homeless and insured or uninsured and we keep our place. I had a big sigh. And friend, not too far from where you live are people walking who don't have a home and they walk. And they may be walking between city or town and from the last place they slept to wherever it is, the next place they will sleep because they don't have a home. And they simply want to make it to the next place where they can lay down and sleep and hopefully away from this cold. Such is the setting of today's passage. Now, David the king was relaxing in his home. And as the scripture said, he felt at peace because God had delivered him from his enemies. And he had a different, <laughs> thank God, in, in a very real sense, a different setting than we do. We do have our enemies. We do have our challenges and armies that come against us. But it's usually too many phone calls, too many emails, and something along those lines. But he had enemies that wanted to kill him and kill his whole nation and so as he's relaxing in this beautiful palace that he had he is enjoying that but all of a sudden it comes to him the idea hits him that here he is enjoying his home and the symbolic presence of God also known as the ark sitting in a tent and in his heart David felt the need to build a home for the Lord and the prophet Nathan says of course without consulting God first that whatever he felt in his heart, well, he should do. But that night, God visits the prophet and tells him, this is what you need to tell David. You want to build me a house to live in? <laughs> and God proceeds to remind the prophet and the king through the prophet, I haven't lived in a house from the time I brought Israel up out of Egypt. All this time, I have moved freely about with nothing but a tent. Have I ever asked for a house? The Lord God made it clear that his being omnipresent, meaning everywhere, he didn't need a house. He did not want to be identified. From the very beginning, we read about it in the Old Testament. as God saying, you know, I don't need a temple or a palace or even a throne to sit on because I'm everywhere. And I don't want to be identified as the God of that place or this place or of such and such an address. Because friends, you know it and I know it, and we celebrate it that indeed God is everywhere and cannot be tied down to one place. While we may see David's desire as a noble one, God didn't think so. 
He said, have I ever asked for a house in which to live? I've been with you everywhere you've gone and done all that you've done and I've led you from place to place and I will always have my eye on you no matter where you find yourself. Man, praise God for that. Hear that again. I've led you from place to place and I will always, listen, I will always have my eye on you no matter where you find yourself. Your family and your kingdom, king, as he's telling David, are secure as will be your royal throne. Now, if you've ever visited around the world or wherever you go and seen churches, cathedrals, basilicas, temples, synagogues, mosques, you name it, we've not really paid that much attention to what God has asked, have we? In fact, in a few days, we celebrate the birth of God's Son, not in Rome, in that beautiful, beautiful monstrosity of a worship center, or in Salt Lake City from what I've heard, and I've not been allowed inside, and for that matter, I've never even been outside or in Salt Lake City, but in a remote corner of the world, God's precious only begotten son was born in a barn. As the hymn says, like the Christmas carol says, no crib for a bed, way in a manger. And not many miles from there, King Herod had a palace among palaces, and in Rome, Caesar had an even better one. And we forget that God's main home, where he truly likes to live, is in our hearts. Think about that, brother and sister. God truly feels at home in the heart that welcomes him and enjoys fellowship with him. Remember Jesus in the last book of the Bible, Revelation 3.20, Behold, I stand at the door and knock, because he will come in and sup with us, dine with us. So the question, dear friend, have you, have I, have we made room in our hearts for Jesus? My favorite, all-time favorite Christian hymn is in Spanish. Tu dejaste tu trono y corona por mí, a venir a Belén a nacer. It's based on the English hymn, Room for Thee, which says, Jesus left behind all things just for you and me. And the refrain in both languages says, Oh, come to my heart, Lord Jesus, there is room in my heart for thee. There is room, there is room, there is room in my heart for thee. And I pray, dear friend, that that be so, in you and in me, that we have made room in our hearts so that our hearts truly be the kind of palace fit for the King of Kings. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, speak to our hearts and minds as we continue our Advent journey to the stable where the baby Jesus was born. Remind us that you know the situation and status of all of us at all times, and you care for us all. Lord, please know that there is room in my heart for thee, and help us make room for others, especially those in need, and especially those that no one sees. For it's in thy precious and powerful name we pray. Amen. Well, dear friend, thank you for joining and being a part of this ministry. I thank the Lord for you, and I pray you have a great and blessed day in the Lord. I pray that you would sing a Christian hymn out loud sometime today to praise God in your life. Yes, make a joyful noise. Receive my blessings of joy and peace. Thank you again. Join us again and tell others about us. I'm Pastor Radio Alverde. May the Lord bless you and keep you. That's my prayer. Amen.